episode of Laughing Matters with Robert Burrell. Brought to you by Stand Up Records. Check them out online, standuprecords.com. While you're there, feel free to buy my first album, Sex and Politics. Turns one year old on July 21st. My baby. Hell yeah. I'm going to do a little post on Facebook where it's just like the album at a party with like little party hats on or like (laughs) eating some cake and the grass at a park or something. I bet that'll rake in the likes. Still, I'm thinking like 60 likes. Oh, no, still not. It goes everywhere. Yeah. It goes everywhere. Uh, my guest, I'm thrilled that uh, he was able to make some time to come on this show. Anyone who's familiar with my work, which probably isn't too many of the uh, <laughs> listeners on here, I'm going to hazard a guess. Maybe familiar with the AM950, the uh, Laughing Matters stuff. But I was in a sketch group called Lesterill a while back, and uh, he was one of the founding members of it. He's one of my uh, best brothers in comedy, uh, Khalid Hussein. I think this is your first time on the show, right? It is. I'm very honored to be here. Yeah, it's uh, we we wouldn't want to have you. I wouldn't want to have you on while we were actually making stuff together. That would have made too much sense. I mean, uh, <laughs> we just we saw each other so much. I like we did. We already <laughs> did. We put out. It was uh, over had, fifty sketches. We had nothing to talk about. Yeah, because we absolutely. talk about it every day. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, pretty much. But that would have made it easier is we could have just, uh, you know, brought it into the studio. That would have made a lot more sense, actually, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, more content, baby. Say la vie, though, you know. Yeah. Here, here we are. We made it We made it happen. We press one recorder off. We turn another recorder on. We just keep going. Can't stay away from the mics. So uh, you live in Los Angeles now, but you're back in town. So first off, what brings you into town? And thanks again for doing the show. Oh, of course. Thank you again for having me. This is super awesome. I wasn't expecting it, and I'm happy to be here. Well, this is literally, I haven't seen you <laughs> since, like, October. Yeah. And in the studio is our first... <laughs> I mean, hey, that's that's one way to catch up. That is, absolutely. Uh, no, so I'm in town specifically for my sister's wedding. Uh, she is getting married next week, which is super exciting. Feel free to plug the wedding. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know any information about it. So <laughs> like most of my plugs, it'll be very just like... Not not helpful to That's anybody who actually cares about 97% it. 97% of the plugs on this show have yeah. been like, I don't know where I am. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Weird that uh, Minneapolis comics can be spacey. Yeah, hard to believe. <laughs> but no, yeah, so Sister's Wedding, that's the big reason I'm here. Uh, also just taking care of some other stuff, like going to get a new car to drive back. And yeah, I drove here. That was... You're from Los Angeles. Yep, straight in shot. The, in the Toyota. Yeah, 28 hours. It was not great. I don't recommend it. How do you pass the time? Podcast, uh, music, what do you... Yeah, I did podcast and music for the most part, and then I I used, like, the Audible, like, free trial or whatever, and sure. I downloaded a book off there, like, uh, it was an Elmore Leonard book called Pronto. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know Elmore. Elmore yeah, Leonard, he's, right? uh, like, the Raymond Chandler, or not... Raylan Grivens. Ray, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, uh... They based the show Justified on all of his characters and stories. So like, oh, is he Western guy? Yeah, uh, it's like pseudo Western, but like yeah. he does like pulpy crime stories. Okay. Yeah, so that was really cool. I'd never done like a book on tape before, so mm-hmm. like, and the guy was like doing the voices, and like some of them had like raspy voices, and some yeah, of them yeah. had like Western accents, and it was just like so fun because all I could think the entire time was like, this guy's just in a booth, just reading a book out loud to no one, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is it. I don't know. That's just funny to me. So I read, I did that, and then uh, I got so sick of like just like music and podcasts and stuff like that that I literally just threw on like Parks and Rec and just like listened to that as I drove for the last like two three hours because like I just couldn't listen to any more podcasts. I suppose you'd be burned out with that long, yeah, that long a time on the road. Yeah, it all just. Uh, it, you just realize like how how much all podcasts are the same after a while, and it's mm-hmm. it's disheartening, and you you feel like you're in a really poorly written Twilight Zone. But speaking of podcasts, speaking of podcasts that I uh, the medium <laughs> I just trashed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never one to miss a plug. Yeah. So you also have a podcast. Uh, are they out or are you just making them now? Or what's the status on that? Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So I am doing a podcast uh, with another friend of Lestro, uh, Eric Kolash. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's a buddy of mine who's in L.A. He's helped us shoot a few of the sketches and he edited a bunch of them. Uh, we are making a podcast called Welcome to Atlanta. And it's all about uh, the show Atlanta that Donald Glover and Hero Ryan and a bunch of other super talented people work on and I don't know it's just like 
we do so many things that are like, oh, we gotta we gotta make this because we want to like show our chops and da 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 da. But like, we just wanted to do something that was like for fun and like a little bit more like just like let's just geek out over something. So that's what this turned into. And basically, the model for it is that uh, Eric is our token white guy. Sure. And then everybody else is a guest who is a person of color in the industry because the show Atlanta kind of deals with like uh, specifically music, but just like uh, what people of color have to go through uh, as far as like entertainment and so I thought it would be very interesting to get like the uh, opinions of people who are actually in the industry and like really like the show as much as I do mm-hmm. so it's really awesome we've got all the episodes recorded we are ideally if all goes well with like uploading to iTunes and stuff like that we should have episodes out by next week that's great yeah thank you and you have uh, I, I can't imagine a, a, a more token white guy than <laughs> Than Eric, <laughs> he is he is great. Is though, he just yeah. chiming in, golly? After a lot of the, uh, he doesn't get as many like the references and stuff like that. So it's like really fun, just kind of like teaching him. You know? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, but no, uh, Eric, Eric's cool. He he's talked to black people before. So, yeah. Well, I mean, in Los Angeles, <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. a little bit more so than Minnesota, maybe. Uh, <laughs> once you get outside of the Twin Cities, uh, yeah, he, that is. He's 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 uh he's cultured at this point. Good. Yeah. Good. Is it like is it it like an episode of yours is about an episode of Atlanta? Is it like that one for one, or how do you? Yeah. So we kind of bounce around, but I try to sure. like not deviate too much in case anybody's trying to like watch the episodes as they listen. But um, yeah, basically each episode is in relation to one episode of season one. We're we're just doing season one for right now. Okay. And. Yeah, we we use it as like a jumping off point the episodes because like there's so it's just full of commentary and so like what I, it's another reason I like bringing POC on people of color on is because like like there's an episode that deals with like how uh, people are treated in the prison industrial complex and that's like something that is like very very like specific to like black culture in a lot of ways mm-hmm. so uh, we had a friend of mine Bree shout out to Bree uh, on and she kind of talked about her personal experience like any family she had in prisons. And like, just, yeah, it's just like that kind of like, I I, I think I like it because it's the kind of show on like a lot of TV shows where you are able to just kind of make it more about yourself because I think TV at its best does that. Yeah, it's definitely like rich and layered and yeah, versus like an episode of Two Broke Girls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I did just, I I taped Whitney Cummings at like a little comedy show. Oh yeah. Like like a couple weeks ago. Uh, She's great, but man, those, those shows that she writes were like, what is it, Roseanne and Two Broke Girls? Well, not Roseanne anymore. Well, not anymore, but you know, it's just like, if you just saw her like TV credits, you're just like. Come on, girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we only have about three and a half minutes left of this first segment, and I want to get into the uh, your music. Oh, cool, yeah. So multi, multi-faceted uh, performer. Talk a little bit about uh, your music, and you have a music video coming out soon? Yeah, so uh, my stage name is Nappy Gilmore. Sure. Um, I, <laughs> I don't actually, the only thing I have out right now that I even, like, that could, like, corroborate that is my Instagram. Okay. But, uh, yeah, give us all the, the points oh, yeah, of contact Nap- and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Nappy cause... underscore Gilmore underscore. Just if you want to follow me, I'll have all the information about everything I'm talking about then. But, yeah, I'm working on a eight-track mixtape. I am almost done with it, which will ideally if everything goes well, come out in August. Awesome. And, and the sing- one of the singles on it, the funny thing is I've only ever performed live once in L.A. so far, and uh, it, it was at a friend's like birthday party thing, and her roommate, who's a producer-director, saw me perform that song, liked it so much that she like went all in and like helped me. Like She directed and produced a music video. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so we did that a couple weeks ago. It's super awesome. Uh, the song is... Uh, the title right now is Bedhead, which I'm pretty sure is what we're going to go with. We had another title before, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that'll be coming out probably in the next couple weeks too. Uh, so look out for uh, nappy Gilmore Bedhead. That is, uh, going to be my second music video. If you want to see my first music video, it's, uh, called Sir Ronald. And if you go to that Instagram handle, the link is there for Vimeo, but you can also just look up Sir Ronald and Kid Jr. And that should come up with a Vimeo link. I was about to ask, what if you're uh, an old fogey? Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stereotype all uh, liberal AM radio listeners. Okay. But there's a chance they might not be on Instagram. Right. 
So if they want to check out Nappy, is there like a website or is there another way that they could possibly? Um, not yet, but okay. I mean, I will, like, I don't know, like, I'll, I'll give you like the Do you have a print info. newspaper? Do you have? <laughs> uh, I've got, I've got Are a you couple. you on PBS? I've got a couple yeah. pamphlets that I pass out there downtown in Pershing Square in, yeah. in Los Angeles. Uh, I just hand them out to people on, <laughs> on their way to or from a tender. Wasn't dreams. that the thing? Didn't people pass out like mixed CDs and stuff? Wasn't there like, oh, here's oh, that my was album. on Ho- Yeah, that was in downtown Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Uh, do not go to downtown Hollywood. Uh, you will have seven mixtapes you didn't ask for. <laughs> it's it's not great. But yeah, so that's that's kind of what I've been working on. Yeah. That's great. And that comes out in August, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, Pursuit and Nappiness is the mixtape title. Beautiful. So Nappy Gilmore, Pursuit and Nappiness. Uh, there's a theme. And is that just you? Yeah. Or? yeah. Okay. Uh, I do have one feature. I might have a second feature, depending on if that works out. Uh, yeah, I sound so prepared. <laughs> but no, yeah, I have one feature on it, but it is just like my first ever solo mixtape because I had something before with a friend of ours, Stephen Krieger, uh, which we're also a collective called Kid Jr., but mm. this is like my first solo effort. And then once that comes out, do you plan on doing uh, any live shows in LA or back here, back home in Minneapolis? That's what I'm hoping for is like some kind of reception from like the music video. And I mean, I'm just going to like pass it around. And yeah, I mean, I don't have any plans on giving up on it anytime soon. I really just want to take it. I'm just taking it step by step because it kind of did start as a hobby. And now it's getting to, it's getting to the point where... I want to take it more seriously. That's great. That's yeah. great. It's fun to watch your career progress, too, from just that very first sketch we made for that show at the poorhouse that was canceled two weeks later. All right, stick around. Don't go anywhere. Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono-ultramicroscopic silicovolcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that's standuprecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise, that's standuprecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. This is Dan Brooks, Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor with RBC Wealth Management. For the past 19 years, I've been managing wealth for individuals, institutions, and corporate retirement plan sponsors. Throughout my career, I've seen common traits in successful investors. They include the courage to be diversified, the willingness to work with a professional, the discipline to follow a plan, and patience. I welcome the opportunity to help contribute to your financial success. Call me at 612-371-2396. I'm Richard R.J. Eskow, and this week on The Zero Hour, we'll be discussing political corruption, Wall Street shenanigans, our corporate overlords, digital dystopia, and maybe throw in a surprise or two as well. All this and more on The Zero Hour every Sunday night from 9 until midnight on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Are you looking for the smarter way to buy and sell homes? Check out housegeeks.com. The House Geeks with Bricks Real Estate have the experience, tools, and technology to get you the best value. At housegeeks.com, you will be able to download their free home search app, easily set up appointments, or request your free home and neighborhood market assessment. Remember, the House Geeks, the smarter way to buy and sell homes. This is Pat with PJW Automotive in New Brighton. I've been in business long enough to know that if you want to stand out, you better be the best. That's why I've assembled a top-notch team of automotive specialists who do the job right the first time. Bringing your car or truck to PJW Automotive is an investment in the future of your vehicle. Try us once and you'll see it's worth the drive to PJW Automotive. One exit north of 694 on 35W and online at pjwauto.com. You know, here at Stand Up Records, when we say we have the best names in comedy, we're not messing around. In fact, we were there first, with comedians who went on to become household names. Names like Hannibal Burris, Maria Bamford, the Sklar Brothers, Doug Stanhope, Mark Marin, and Lewis Black. So why not head on over to StandUpRecords.com or Amazon.com or the iTunes Music Store and pick up a classic CD, DVD, or download of the best comedians working today. And check out some of our other artists, because you never know who the next big thing will be. That's StandUpRecords.com. 
Hi, Minnesota. Norman Goldman here. We teach law, civics, and politics three hours a day, starting 5 p.m. your time, a.m. 950. Yeah, we're a national show, but we try and show some love to everybody. So join me right here on a.m. 950, 5 p.m. Law, civics, and politics live. The Norman Goldman Show, where justice is always served. Petersburg, when I saw it was a time for change. And we're back with more Laughing Matters here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Brought to you by Stand Up Records. Check them out online, standuprecords.com. My guest, uh, former comrade in comedy, Khalid Hussein. Hey. Hey, welcome back to town. Hey, thank you, thank you. Uh, what else do you have planned? You said you got the wedding, you're... Uh, Oh, uh, um, the wedding, and then I'm getting a new car. Uh, new, That's right. Yeah, newish you, car. New, like, yep. Yeah, just something in, from like this. Because you're gonna be driving back to LA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna break it up this time. I'm not gonna do a straight shot again. That was that was ill advised. I actually tried to like eventually. I just got so tired. I tried to just pull over at a country kitchen in Iowa and like nap. And like they like knocked on my window twenty minutes later. Boy. <laughs> Iowa does not play, guys. I guess no, no, they do not. <laughs> no, yeah, you find another state to nap in. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Nappy Gilmore <laughs> doing what he's known for? And that's the thing is, like, I specifically pick Nappy because of my hair, but, like, everybody has made a point of, like, explaining to me that, like, you fall asleep so easily. <laughs> like, I hope you realize that's what most people will think it means. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, so, yeah. Coming to sleep in a town near you. <laughs> I am so good at sleep. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. You are an artist. Slept through my mom's second wedding. Just saying. Like, the reception, everything. The party, like, me loud music everywhere, and I slept comfortably. Is that the plan for the sisters, or are you going to have to... I mean, I'm, I'm, the ball's in her, her court. If she, wants to have a, <laughs> if she wants to have a wedding fun enough for me to stay awake for, then I will. But, you know, if she wants to go the, the, the traditional route, then she's going to have a sleepy brother. <laughs> it's not my wedding. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Okay, so, um... Let's get you. This is uh, I sometimes, you know, I I, uh, I got a few balls in the air, too. Maybe I'm not preparing for this show as well as I should. I ask the guests what they want to talk about. Scott Pruitt. <laughs> yes. What is it about Scott Pruitt, Khalid, that uh, tickles you? Um, I think what tickles me most about Scott Pruitt is like, OK, like. It's hard to explain, and I've been thinking about it because I felt like this question was coming. But um, yeah. so with Trump, there's something about it where like you can't laugh with the guy. You know what I mean? Like there's mm -hmm. no there's no sense of shame to what he's doing, or I guess I'm in laugh at, but um, there's no sense of shame to what it, whatever he's doing. It's just like this clueless guy that like whether he's right or wrong about it, really believes that the world like just like bends to his will. Like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to run or for president. Or it doesn't matter. Yeah, wrong doesn't matter. He's like, I'm going to run for president. And he got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Despite all evidence to the contrary. Like there's so many people, rich or poor, that like they just can't do that. Yeah, yeah. And he did it. So like at this point, if he wants to think that like this entire world was like created for his like playground. He has no reason not to. Exactly. He has no reason not to think this world is his playground. Right. So there's no reason. He can't laugh at a demigod or you know, or whatever, yeah, yeah. or whatever he qualifies as at this point. Like he's just like this ethereal like problem that needs to be solved. Mm -hmm. But then there's like Scott, a guy like Scott Pruitt who's just like I don't know if he got all of his cues from John Hughes movies, but yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> he probably grew up on him. Just everything he does is so just like it's jaw dropping in a way that's familiar to Trump, but also kind of just like funny. You know, yeah. like obviously, like the stuff he's doing to the EPA as far and I did a little bit of reading on it, and it sounds mm -hmm. like they haven't been able to make as many moves as they want just because that's how bureaucracy is. Is you can't just like unilaterally do whatever you want. So he's doing harm to the to the environment and just uh, that government agency, sure. But not, but not from what I was reading too. Like not anything super lasting because in his rush to get stuff done, they've been making like little mistakes to stuff that's yeah. gonna you know, make the process even harder. Well, that's the problem when you get, like, CEOs to, like, all of a sudden become, like, bu uh, bureaucrats, you know? Yeah. You're getting these guys who are expected to be as simple as do this, and it gets done. And that's just not how government works. Well, and I feel like, yeah, Obama was much better, like, playing the long game.
game and creating these lasting, uh, you know, clean water acts and stuff like that versus like Pruitt and these guys where they never expected to get in the first place. Don't yeah. expect Trump to win. So I feel like it's get as much done as quickly as possible before, <laughs> you know, this whole thing ends. So I think what I love the most about Scott Pruitt, like, again, not anything to do with the actual job he's doing. I am very philosophically and morally opposed to that. But Scott Pruitt just reminds me of every bum, like, black uncle I've ever heard of. <laughs> you know? I don't think anyone has ever called him a black uncle before. I'm just saying, like, where it's just like, like, like he got, like, a job because, like, his brother runs a joint or something like that. And <laughs> what does he do? He just, like, immediately, uh, like, ruins any amount of... Shamelessly. No credibility. Openly. Just, like, destroys any sense of, like, oh, we should respect this guy because, like, he's only here to hustle. Like, he's hustling yeah. as much out of it as he can. Like, I was looking through the list of stuff that he did, and I, like, mm -hmm. I, I realized I'd conflated him with Rex Tillerson. So I'd, <laughs> so I'd actually been, like, cutting him slack, thinking that, like, half of the stuff he's, like, done was Rex's stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's all him. He got a $43,000 phone booth in mm -hmm. his office that, mm -hmm. like, is supposedly, like, super secure. Oh, and the most bum black uncle thing I've ever heard. <laughs> he tried to get his employees to get his wife a Chick-fil-A, like, franchise. Yep. That is so amazing for like a million reasons it's just like a chick-fil-a my guy like you were a ceo of like a huge what was it like exxon or something no that was rex right yeah he was a oklahoma attorney general or something was and he like an brought lawsuits against i feel like he was we might need to fact check that but right. i feel like he was something in oklahoma where he was like going after the epa before trump put him in charge of it okay okay yeah. see i thought he was like just another one of the ceo guys but again that's me conflating him with rex tillerson like tillerson was a ceo a, a lot of these guys just like run well, he was more like me. traditionally awful yeah like again <laughs> representing the devil but at the same time like competent and like okay there's still a sense of stability there where but it's like Competent how? You know, because it's like, didn't he make the, like one of his employees or like his security detail like go and get like lotions from Trump hotels? This is Pruitt now, not Tillerson. Oh, oh you're talking about Tillerson is the... I was just... Tillerson's like traditionally awful. Okay, okay. Versus Pruitt, yeah, who's almost like a cartoon... Yeah. It's, yeah, lotion. He wanted, He tried to get like a used bed yeah. or something. for. What What do you think that was about? Because that's like the big mystery one to me because I was like, well, it can't be the it can't be the Russian pee bed. No, that it's, was. Yeah, it's not that because that's probably like in Putin's probably like just vault. some weird like souvenir, maybe just like some weird <sighs> but like, like how serial you... killers to keep stuff. He just has a bed from but a, he's looking for like a specific one, right? They made it sound like it was like an assignment, like go find me a used mattress like was he looking for a specific one he does look like a guy with some weird kinks oh definitely i mean god god only knows what he would have done in that chick-fil-a if they ever purchased it oh well <laughs> he also uh, apparently was keeping um like separate calendars or secret calendars not really saying who he was meeting with wasn't and... that like a real bad like move though like as far as like on a federal level oh absolutely yeah you have to report who you're meeting with yeah so yeah what is the deal with that like he didn't like a staffer quit or get fired because he refused uh, yeah to? he fired a staffer because the staffer was like objected to it oh my god so yeah yeah and that... stuff that's even trump has to be like dude <sighs> That's the thing, though. That's how like, bad he is. Trump has to respect the game, though. You know, in a way, he yeah. has to. Cause the way you do it. Yeah. Because like, I don't think there's anybody else. Like, I think Scaramucci tried to do the Trump model and, like, <laughs> flamed out in such spectacular fashion. Uh, but then I think, I don't know. I can't think of anybody else in the administration right now that came as close to Trump swagger as Pruitt. Well, and that's what, like, you almost, not to give Trump any credit whatsoever, but you see all these other people that act like Trump and are just done yeah they're just done after a day well yeah and he's done the second year of his first term as president <laughs> i mean it's the wrong kind of inspiration but it's like yeah if you're a rich white guy i think that's what's scary is yeah. that like Pruitt proves that the model at least sort of works because like trump is just a monopoly and we'll be back right after this warning last year over forty thousand americans died in car related accidents not a pleasant thought is it 
In fact, as thoughts go, it's downright depressing. Well, that's where we can help cheer you up. We're StandUpRecords.com, and we offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, downloads, and merchandise from the best comedians on Earth. Artists like Mark Marin, Maria Bamford, Eddie Pepitone, and Doug Stanhope. Available at fine record stores, Amazon.com, and the iTunes Music Store. That's StandUpRecords.com. Come on, listen to us while you're driving. Live dangerously. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono, ultramicroscopic silicovolcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that StandUpRecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise, that's StandUpRecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. Imagine a world where no one ever went hungry. Where you didn't have to choose between clean air and clean water. And where bitter, drunken comedians didn't have to work in small, dark clubs to tell you how severely screwed up everything is. If that kind of world scares you the way it scares us, then we can help. We're StandUpRecords.com. We offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, and merchandise from the best stand-up comedians on Earth. So please give generously. And remember, together we can't save the world. Yeah, no, we can't. So you may as well just buy something funny. That's StandUpRecords.com. With your AM950 weather, I'm Hunter Hawes. Tonight, clear with a low around 67. Sunday, sunny with a high near 89. And Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 87. EatLocalMinnesota.com is your way to find unique local restaurants offering one-of-a-kind food and atmosphere. Your choice is setting from casual to trendy. Great spots for date nights, evenings with friends, or business occasions. Make sure the money you spend stays local. Find out more at EatLocalMinnesota.com. And we're back with more Laughing Matters here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. That was the voice of my guest today, Khalid Hussein. Uh, so that I assume that song is just about reading the news and then not wanting to go anywhere or do anything. You know, art is open to interpretation. Yeah, that's uh, just how I read it because I wake up. No, that being said, like, you were the oh, only one that got it exactly right. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, this is why... Oh. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I think it's. I think that song really resonates with people now, just because like leaving your house is awful. That's like when you have to confront like the stuff we're talking about. Yeah, it's just There's, bad. That's a delusion that you can be protected a little bit. Like if all the horrible stuff can't penetrate the covers. Yeah, but. no. I, it's, I, you you have to have like your safe space, and for me, it's like my bedroom. It's just like. If nothing else, while I'm in here, everything else kind of stops. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's it's, it's a fun song. If you've ever had any kind of anxiety or whatever, or if you know people that have anxiety, the song's for them. Well, it's also a very soothing song too. So I think it works on like two levels because it talks <laughs> about like a heavier subject, but in a way where you can just kind of chill. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, because like I have like a the hook kind of is like I ain't happy as I could be, but a hey, I'm good, G. Uh, so it's just like I really wanted to like push that idea of people really strive for like perpetually just being as happy as you can be and it's like superlatives mm. and it's just like you know you can just be not as happy as you 
could be and still be fine, right? Yeah. Like that's not a, that's not that's an admirable goal. Well, I think that's yeah, that's how stuff is marketed and sold to us. It's yeah. just happiness. Yeah. I mean, thank thank the Mad Men era for that. Just it, it all every, whatever you're doing, whatever you're buying has to make you the superlative and it's just annoying. Cuz it's an exhausting standard to strive for. What is it that you do to to keep the sadness at bay? Um I try not to keep the sadness at bay. Like I try to okay. just like address the sadness as soon as sure, it comes sure. up. Sure, sure. Inside out. Don't exactly. don't put the little crying blue thing in the corner. Let it. Your feelings are like bills. You got to deal yeah. with them at some point. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can put them off, but that's just gonna make it harder to deal with. Let me rephrase. Not putting <laughs> sadness at bay, but like processing. Okay. Dealing with it. Um, well, I'm in, a, I live in LA, so marijuana, uh, that's a big There you one. go. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't smoke as much these days just because like, I'm like also working like full time as a production assistant. So, uh, it, that just like cuts into like, if I have like a million projects going on, I can't be high all the time, but it does like really just like. That would be almost make you a high superhero though, <laughs> if you could. Whereas like Weed Man, he no, can do four things. Seth Rogen, <laughs> Seth Rogen can keep that market. Okay. Right. Uh, I am very much just like uh, I, I self medicate, and it's working so far. And I just need something to release the valve every once in a while. Sure. All right. Well, maybe if you got a pair of tactical pants. Oh yeah. Uh, that would help. Just before we we finish with Scott Pruitt. Uh, this was, this was the one scan we didn't get to in the last segment that I remember reading about, and I just want to go into a little bit more detail on, uh, this is, uh, Vox doc, oh, Vox quoting the intercept, uh, reporting that as part of the EPA's eye popping 4.6 million in taxpayer dollars spent on security, which is what happens when you have a guy that everyone hates, <laughs> Uh, the administrator's <laughs> office spent nearly $3,000 on quote, tactical pants, and tactical polos. The EPA later said in a statement Thursday that the tactical clothing was not used for Pruitt's personal protection. Uh, these are routine expenditures for our criminal investigative division and protective security detail uh, agents to have proper attire for search warrants, arrest, disaster responses, and training that go back multiple administrations. This attire is not used for protection work. Uh, so wait, the pants weren't even for him? Well, that's what they're claiming. Uh, nah, as the New York that. Times reported in late May, Pruitt is spending nearly twice as much money on security as EPA administrators who served under President Obama. Uh, but as Vox's Umer Irfan has detailed, the question about Pruitt spending and other ethical quandaries are much bigger than security and have attracted the attention of federal and congressional investigators. Uh, I mean, pro they, they didn't have proper clothes. Before that, like, does no one take them seriously I just, uh, unless they have did they, tactical brand pants? Did they explain what tactical pants are? Because, like, it's, they said it's not for security? No, it's not for personal protection. Uh, released under the Freedom of Information Act, list expenditures totaling $288,610 on a range of security-related items. The EPA, according to three expense line items for April, spent a total of $2,749.62 on, quote, tactical pants and tactical polos. Okay, maybe I'll give you pants. But <laughs> I, I think you it's all BS. At, you draw the line at polos? At polo. <laughs> what is tactical about the polos? You just want cool shirts. I don't know. You could like, probably just, infiltrate a country club really just easy say with it. you want cool shirts. Like if James Bond had to like get into Mar-a-Lago, he'd get tactical polos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys, if, if this is a, this is a uh, uh, an oral with an A medium, but if you could see Rob's face right now, trying to wrap his head around what tactical polos well, are. Well, and it, it's so funny because like the conservatives are supposed to be the ones against government waste. And we're going to get... There's supposed to be a lot of things, Rob. Tactical... That's true. <laughs> tactical pants, tactical polos. Maybe there's like a holster? <laughs> like in the polo? I may. I don't know. I don't know what tactical polos are. Are they camo? I, don't, I mean, I. it sounds like one of those like gaming and like wildlife magazines that like tries to sell you on stuff and it's literally just like cargo pants with like uh, camo on it now. It sounds just like a terrible 90s band. <laughs> oh, my God. I would totally have listened to the tactical polos. Yeah, the tactical polos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all garbage. Let's move on to some hopeful news. Um, I assume you were following um, 
as everyone did, the uh, the surprise upset victory in New York with uh, Hunter. How do you pronounce her name again? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Ocasio-Cortez. I want to make sure I get that right. I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more of it, hopefully, uh, in the future. Yeah. Just proving again how wrong mainstream media is and how popular a lot of these ideas are. And it's just frustrating that you have centrist Democrats who are like, well, I mean, people hear socialism, they're not going to vote for us. And it's like, no, but... I mean, Bernie Sanders won states that Hillary Clinton lost in the general election. Yeah. She was a bartender. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you got to like, well, I mean, to give her some credit, she wasn't just a bartender because she, yeah. was, she was obviously a bartender like probably very recently. But like on top of that, she was very influential in like the Bernie Sanders campaign yes. last year. And that got her into politics. And I think but the fact that her side gig is a bartender and not lobbyist for dude, Lockheed Martin. Our, or, pre our president in the next like eight to 12 years is going to have been like an Uber driver right up until the campaign. Campaign. Like that's democracy. That's no, that's that's a world. People. That's a world where only eight people have money. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna have to just start searching in like places you wouldn't have normally before because mm. it's that's that's the only way any real change is gonna come about. You have to start going to these like working class people and like yeah, it's kind of crazy that this waitress is like killing it in politics right now, but it's also just like. That's it's that's the cause and effect of late of this horrible late stage capitalist society that we have like inherited. Well, and that's the frustrating thing because like at least with the right, it seemed like and hopefully the left will, will get the message, but I doubt they will. Like when you had that Tea Party emerging, mm -hmm. and the Republicans were like, "Well, we're kind of horrified by this, but if people are getting elected, we'll just let that happen." <laughs> and now they have control. Of, I mean, it's awful, but they have control of everything. Whereas like on the left, like, oh, these people are pretty popular with these uh, ideas and stuff. But that really I don't know if that's going to sell on a grand scale. So, well, I think it's just that, like, everybody on both sides has just been feeling the pinch from centrists for yeah. so long that like this is the only logical conclusion is that like you need to be extreme if you want any kind of meaningful change but i wouldn't even call her platform extreme i mean it's, it's stuff extreme that most by people, comparison she's by like, comparison she's a socialist like i mean that's that's been like the big uh the the big boogeyman that's been thrown around even on even on the democratic side Oh, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's a, that's the kind of thing that like really irritates me. Because yeah. if you look at the actual platform itself, Medicare for all, healthcare is a human right. It was a universal uh, education too. Yeah, universal education. Like stuff like those ideas aren't extreme. Like that's why Bernie Sanders was so popular is like the fact that as a country we've gone so far to the right that like, yes, it's extreme if you're a moderate to conservative Republican. Well, it's extreme if you're the kind of person that wants to make money off of like political yeah. decisions, you know, because none of these things are like profitable. Mm -hmm. And I I just hate that like even now saying that, like my inclination is to kind of like step away from it or like I feel like we've just grown up around the idea that like for an idea to be worthwhile, there has to be some profit to come of, come from it. You know what I mean? We Otherwise, you just consider it a failure of an idea. And I, I think that that's really kind of hamstrung us in a lot of ways. Well, and that's why I found her her victory and the success of uh, other people on the left. Um, hopefully, Randy Bryce will get uh, Paul Ryan's seat, too. Just, like, working class people. Because uh, you can't... I mean, it's hard to attack them. He's a, he's a pipeline worker. She's a... Uh, or, or, Cold work. I forget what he did. It was a blue collar job. Paul Ryan? No, no, not Paul oh. Ryan. Uh, the, oh, the guy that's the Randy, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy that's running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy with the mustache. It's uh, <laughs> out of shape. You know, that's not P ninety X. Paul Ryan. Is, am I am I right in imagining like Bob Hoskins in uh, the Super Mario movie? Is yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> is that Essentially, <laughs> yeah. Or like Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> if Bob Hoskins as a detective in Who Framed Roger Rabbit like ran for any office, I would register and vote today. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, celebrity politics. I think he's British, but still, celebrity politicians are the the thing. Schwarzenegger Cynthia got California. You can give him a state. Give Bob Cynthia Hoskins a state. Cynthia Nixon is uh, running in New York. She wants to abolish ICE. Yeah, she's got them running scared too. I'm a little bit scared that she's like maybe the white feminist brand, but so far she's been saying the right 
right stuff that it's like very like she's it, she's an intersectional thinker. I think it's all good. The only as long as the Democratic establishment doesn't come in and pump a lot of money behind some god awful corporate Democrat that nobody likes. I mean, let them pump the money. That's what they did against uh, or uh, Cortez, and she beat the guy that they put up put her up against. Like the guy really thought he had it locked. They had all the money. They had all these like donors, and she beat him with just like a legitimate grassroots campaign. And I mean, Bernie's campaign. I mean, the fact that he was even able to like kind of shake hillary and the dnc is is notable it's noteworthy yeah no i mean i feel like yeah with the right message and stuff that that money can be overcome yeah but i feel like they're also i mean the dnc is so corrupt like i mean i feel like that's part of the problem too is the left refuses to acknowledge that yeah and it just shows how how tone deaf they are well, I mean, it's just one fa- one hand feeding the other in that sense, where it's just like it doesn't benefit either one of them to like really take a stand against each other at this mm-hmm. point. Um, and yeah, I guess in in one sense that it, like I get a lot of like Democratic uh, uh, politicians or just nominees who really do see like the DNC endorsement as the only logical way to like win, and I don't fault them for that. But it is just. I don't know, it's just upsetting overall. I guess I'm just saying it's an upsetting uh, predicament that they're in. Well, we'll see how it shakes out in uh, another year. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they can just run as no to Trump. And then once they get in, they can have their inner party fights. But all right, we'll be back with more Laughing Madness right after this. Don't go anywhere. Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono, ultramicroscopic silicovolcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that's standuprecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise, that's standuprecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. Next time on Philosophy Talk, our 2018 summer reading list. What better way to spend a lazy summer evening than with a book that makes you think? Whether it's fact, fiction, or pure philosophy that strikes your fancy, we've got reading picks that will help you question everything. Accept your intelligence. Tune in to hear what books thoughtful people like you are reading this summer. It's a philosophical reading list next time on Philosophy Talk. Philosophy Talk, every Sunday at 8 a.m. and again at 2 p.m. on AM 950. Imagine a world where no one ever went hungry. Where you didn't have to choose between clean air and clean water. And where bitter, drunken comedians didn't have to work in small, dark clubs to tell you how severely screwed up everything is. If that kind of world scares you the way it scares us, then we can help. We're StandUpRecords.com. We offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, and merchandise from the best stand-up comedians on Earth. So please give generously. And remember, together we can't save the world. Yeah, no, we can't. So you may as well just buy something funny. That's StandUpRecords.com. Hey, remember that one? That was big in the 60s, back when gas was like 30 cents a gallon, a house 22 grand, cigarettes a quarter a pack. But the packs came with a warning from the U.S. Surgeon General. Cigarette smoking causes lung cancer. Hey, it proved to be right. Music's changed, and so have prices. Gas is almost three bucks a gallon. A decent house costs a quarter of a million, and a pack of cigarettes is about five bucks. But now, there's another cancer warning from the U.S. Surgeon General. Radon causes lung cancer. And radon can cause lung cancer whether you smoke or not. Radon is an invisible, odorless gas that seeps into your home from underground. The only way to know if you have high levels of radon in your home is to have your home tested. The U.S. Surgeon General recommends it. Radon problems can be fixed. To learn more, call 1-800-SOS-RADON. 1-800-SOS-RADON. Or click on epa.gov radon. From this station and the U.S. EPA. Dave Wait, hot dog. Sometimes I think I should go see a therapist. I know that's something you can't say in the Midwest. It's probably more comfortable to fart on an elevator and tell everybody to get a whiff. The all-new album from StandUpRecords.com. We went to Milwaukee because my dad was collecting postcards at the time. So we drove seven hours in a car to see tiny pictures of other better vacations. Now available from StandUpRecords.com, the iTunes Music Store, and Amazon.com. Dave Wait, hot doggin'. All right. We go to rehab. I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, no, no, 
And we're back with our last segment of Laughing Matters here for the week with my guest, Khalid Hussein, sponsored by Stand Up Records. Check them out online, standuprecords.com. Buy my album, Sex and Politics. Uh, Khalid, once more, um, music video, the album itself. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, in a few weeks, the uh, music video for my single, Bedhead, will be coming out. Uh, I'll let Robert know. Maybe he can let you fine listeners know when that officially drops. And I will have a mixtape next month, also TBD, uh, called Pursuit of Nappiness, and that should be available everywhere, like iTunes, Spotify, all the good stuff. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and where can uh, where can my laughing maniacs find you, follow you? You mentioned the Instagram thing, but you're, you got to be on Twitter. You have the other stuff, right? I, I gave up on Twitter. It's just like... Gave up, I gave up on Twitter, too. I don't know. Like, I, back when I was, like, really, like, trying to do, like, the comedy thing, like, especially, like, a stand-up, I'd do all, like, you know, like, you know the thing. You just put as many jokes oh, as you yeah. can out there. And mm -hmm. it's just any amount of social media at this point, I've realized, like, I'm too bought in by it where it's, like, as soon as I post something, I'm very interested to know how it's received, and that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Because part of, like, with the stand-up, you get that instant gratification. Yeah. And then it's it's so hard to replicate it anything else, and it's incredibly unhealthy. Well, there's a challenge to it, too. There's no yeah. challenge to sitting in your room and just typing something. Like, mm -hmm. there's a challenge to going up and, like, commanding the attention of someone's room, of a, of a room, and then also winning that room's approval. Yeah. That's not a thing online. Like, uh, it, a click means nothing. Whether they mm -hmm. liked it or didn't like it means nothing, because what you did means nothing. And that's part of, and then, like, psychologically, though, you're like, oh, I thought that was really good. That only got, like four likes and you see something else that got 80 that's just dumb or you like cat videos that get millions and you're like what am I even what's why do I care and that's, I? And, and that's the other side of it is that the internet is basically just like a whirlwind of nonsense and it's it's not it's not beneficial to most people's sanity to try and untangle that and try to make sense of it and to uh, somehow on top of all of that like conquer it so I, I i i try to limit myself on social media i have a facebook for like my friends and family that like they can see me and i can see what they're doing and it's really nice because now they're all having kids and they're getting married uh yeah you know like it's just it's awesome so like that's what i like about facebook is like i can just kind of be like a the more personal yeah side I'm, of it i'm just viewing people's lives evolve and that's nice but uh as far as like content and stuff like that instagram really is like the place to find me right now um it's just i like it because it's just like a photo album basically mm -hmm. so uh yeah if you want to find me on instagram i will always be updating and keeping people apprised of the podcast and as well as my musical efforts so just follow me at uh nappy uh, N-A-P-P-Y underscore Gilmore, G-I-L-M-O-R-E underscore. And uh, I, I'm not... I'm not on uh, Instagram. A lot of people. Are Lester had a really funny idea where, like, I would. It would be like blurry Bob, and then I would take photos that are just a little bit blurry, and the whole <laughs> shtick would be that I'm not completely. I don't really know how to do Instagram. Like you somehow messed up the autofocus on your phone. Yeah, yeah. But then I never corrected. So it was just like me at the bookstore, but like you can't really see what it is. I think it'd be funny if like you just kept accidentally doing like selfies of yourself, trying to take pictures of like things. Oh, that's it's like funny. you just don't know how to reverse the camera. <laughs> <laughs> that really is me. Yeah. I'm, I'm terrible with on. That was a, a running thing in uh, Lesterill. Oh my god! I guess uh, Mike got so mad at you that you didn't have Messenger installed on your phone, so like you were always just like an hour or two behind us on, <laughs> on the group chats. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really came, I, well, now I've fallen behind again. But for a while, you guys got me caught up on the latest modes of communication. Instagram, though, you can't, you can't like, link news stories and stuff, right? It's just no, pictures. It's, and that's what I love about it, you know? I it, hate having news thrust upon you. Yeah. It's... it's I mean, you can still get, like, people, like, do, like, screen grabs of, like, news headlines and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I just, I, I listen to a couple podcasts that keep me relatively apprised on what's going on in the world. What and, do you listen to? Uh, where, do you, where do you get informed? Because I consider you a very informed person. <laughs> uh, there's actually a really cool podcast uh, called The Daily Zeitgeist that, uh, it's on the How Stuff Works net, uh, network, and it's these two guys, Jack O'Brien and Miles Gray, and, like, they just have, like, a great chemistry and rapport, and they run through just about everything like that was in the news cycle t that day but they're also really funny about it so yeah I would say like that's like 
because because it's a daily podcast, uh, that's probably one of my favorites because I'm listening to them so often. I feel like I'm just hanging out with these guys every day. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like the uh, Intercept with Jeremy Scahill. Ooh, I've heard of it, but that's I haven't another, listened. Yeah, I really like his. It's him and uh, Glenn Greenwald mm. and stuff like that. I like uh, I like the Slate Gab Fest too, the political Gab Fest. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, John Dickerson and uh, Emily Bazelon and David Plotz. Uh, I like I like it because it's like when I was a kid, I would hate like Meet the Nation and stuff like that. I'd be like, oh, it's so boring. It's just like these like super smart people talking boring. And now I'm like, yes, smart people, please yeah, yeah. explain mm-hmm. this to me. Let me know I'm not going crazy. Like make it as boring as possible because our president, boring. Our yeah. president is too exciting in the wrong way. I need boring right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. In an effort to uh, avoid being boring, we got one last story here. This is uh, Huffington Post weird news, which I always go to at the end of my show for just uh, a lighter, lighter side uh, uh, things. Uh, this is uh, doctors remove wedding ring from man's penis. Uh, not in Florida. Not surprisingly in enough, not in Florida. Uh, a 28-year-old South African endured a rare case of, quote, penile strangulation after squeezing his wedding ring around his sex organ for, quote, erotic reasons, according to the South African Medical Journal. The unnamed man was apparently attempting to use the wedding ring as a substitute cock ring? I feel like I can say that on AM radio. A sex toy that holds blood in the penis to heighten sexual... Res- well, that's just what a cock ring is. Uh, <laughs> The ring caused the man's penis to swell up so much that he was unable to remove it. When the patient's mother brought oh brought him to the hospital what? and Limpopo four hours after, his penis was erect and blue, according to doctors. At first, they tried to cut the ring off with a <gasps> tiny surgical saw, but that failed because the swelling made it difficult to get close to the ring without causing further injury, according to the paper. Doctors eventually made multiple puncture aspirations with a syringe and a pink needle to reduce the swelling. The patient was given antibiotics and painkillers, presumably, with a strong (laughs) suggestion not to do this again. The journal noted no proper guidelines exist for the treatment of this condition, so the best method is one with a successful outcome. Well, there you go. Oh, my God. So many questions. First one. Why did his mom take him? Wasn't he with the girl he was going to Yeah, do I this why with? can't you exactly? That's, Does he live with his mom? Is that it? Maybe. Oh god, that poor woman. What happened to the original? Oh my. Yeah, no. did he so he had a ring. Yeah. Couldn't find it for whatever reason. Doesn't it have it. Goes to the that which seems like the shortest search. Oh my god. Of all t- what else can I Oh, that when it sex is not the time to MacGyver stuff. See, if we're gonna talk about like weird like South Africans that like America should have brought over, I want that guy hosting the Daily Show. No offense to Trevor Noah, he's great, but I want like I want that guy. That guy's like he's a, he's a risk taker. You I know? feel yeah. I feel like at the start of the show he puts the ring on. Yeah, like that's the theme. Exactly. And then, like, as the show, you know, it's not gonna go long. I mean, at this rate, like there's so many Daily Show like sh- type shows out there that they should just turn the Daily Show into like a constant just take this ring off my penis <laughs> like type game show. That's that's the next evolution because it wasn't always that mm. way with Jon Stewart either. You know, so it's like just change it again. All right, that's it for us, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for listening. Bye.